Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ashdown Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Cool. Welcome, everyone. So, yeah, call in, uh, press 1, and we can have a chat. Uh, this is week three of the new you in the new year. Uh, we've been talking a lot about emotions and reducing stress, and I've been seeing a lot of comments also on uh, the, uh, the private New You in the New Year Facebook feed of people that are uh, starting to feel emotional and opening up and in some cases lighter, uh, and uh, that's all part of the process of just feeling softer, feeling more tender maybe, uh, more open, and maybe crying, and all those things are actually really, really healthy. So we'll start taking calls, and I'll bring uh, Nadia in also to uh, answer any questions that uh, come in through the chat roll or any questions that we've had over the last 48 hours. So uh, the first caller is Donna in Florida. Let's, let's take Donna. Hi, Donna. You there? Uh, hey. Yeah, can you hear me? Hi, Donna. Yeah, I can hear Hello? you. Hello? How are you? Okay. Hi. Hi, John. Uh, yeah. Hi, Nadia. I feel like I'm talking uh, yeah, well, to two of my best friends. <laughs> I'll take that as a as a huge compliment. <clears throat> cool. John, you're in my How head every day, and uh, Nadia is my uh, transformation coach. So, like I said, I feel yeah. like I've got the best friends. Um, awesome. First of all, I just want to tell you how thankful and grateful I am for the program. Um, every one of the fat triggers that you talk about, I think, has been turned on in my life, and I'm working through yeah. each one. Some are more prominent than the others. Yeah. Um, but yeah. first of all, why I'm so thankful for you guys and just want to reiterate um, what you say about the sleep apnea. I had put mm-hmm. that off forever. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. after talking to Nadia many times, I had the test. I found out that I stopped breathing 41 times an hour during the night and my oxygen yeah. level was down to 48%. So I've been on the machine for two weeks, so it's just amazing how much better I feel. It's going to change your life. I didn't know how bad it was. And it's going to change your life. That's such great news. I'm I'm really, really happy for you. Oh, my gosh. And I just, to everybody out there listening, if you haven't done it, you you just need to do it. I didn't realize how bad it was. Totally life-changing. It was the the same for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. I'll let you keep going. So, um, so for the topic of the week, the um, yeah. the slide you had last night of emotional obesity um, just yeah. really struck a chord with me. Every one of the bullet points have happened in my life. I've had dominating mm. parents and grandparents. I've made some pretty significant mm. moves in my life. Um, one mm-hmm. traumatic divorce, but have been divorced twice. Um, put a child up for adoption, had financial issues, and have had an abuse issue in my life as well. Um, I've listened to safe and protected visualization um, 
quite a bit and just love that one, which has helped a lot. But I also listened to everything you did through your tapping movie and um, Mm -hmm. all the interviews that you did. And speaking with Nadia and one of my coaching, it just distressed me so bad because I was by myself and doing it. And um, I just really feel like tapping at this point is what I should try to do, but I'm, I'm just not sure how to do that because I, I want to do it with either somebody that can go through the process with me and not just a little bit, because like I said, I think I've dealt with things in my past, but now when triggers come up, I stuff them back down with food. So yeah. I, I just feel like that. Well, well, let, let me talk about a couple of things. Trigger. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. So I'm glad you watched the tapping movie and all the tapping interviews uh, because there is a certain amount that you can do for yourself. Uh, if you wanted to use a tapping coach, we have a couple of good ones. I know Desiree does tapping. Uh, I think uh, Marnie might do tapping. Um, and uh, and uh, Nadia can help, uh, help you uh, work that out to have an appointment. Maybe I would suggest having an appointment with Desiree uh, to to work on the issues. But it is something you can do yourself tapping, uh, and that's and we talked about it uh, uh, you know two days ago. And those of you that are not familiar with tapping, you definitely want to watch my documentary Tapping for Weight Loss, and uh, we will try to make it available to you in this uh, members area, a free screening of it. Uh, but you de- but uh, you want to uh, experiment with it. And it's the type of thing you can, you can do at home. This is the important point, though, uh, with all the different triggers that you mentioned, is that, that from a weight perspective, the triggers that you want to focus on are the ones that after the event happened, you're, you gained weight. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So you mentioned yeah, a lot yeah. of different things. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know how they affected your weight, but if you think about all those different things, uh, which ones which ones come to you as those are the ones that, yeah, after I moved or after I got a divorce or uh, the, uh, after some kind of abusive parent, which were the things that after that some weight started coming on? Can, can, do you happen to know off the top of your head? or? You... Yeah, I mean, um, I've lost weight three or four different times and got down to a normal weight and never able to keep uh-huh. it off. Um, and I think a lot of it has been because of um, early childhood um, situations dealing with dieting and, uh, and coming from the controlling okay. parents, grandparents. Yeah. But then the divorce yeah. was pretty hard too. So the divorce is hard. So these are the things. So the most. okay. So you can experiment with tapping on your own, where uh, you just you tap on the points. And you become aware of the issue and you talk, talk about it out loud, whatever the issue is. You can experiment on your own or you can have a session with, uh, uh, with Desiree if you feel, if you, or anyone else that you know that does tapping. But uh, it sounds to me like that's the direction that you need to go right now. That's what's coming up. So I would, I would definitely encourage you. Okay. Uh, maybe have a, a session okay. or two with a professional and then start working on it on your own. Maybe uh, after, you, after you're done visualizing, spend five or ten minutes doing some tapping on whatever's coming up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds it's great. It's a remarkably John, powerful just, technique. Like I said, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. M- my pleasure, Donna. Good. To, good to talk to you. Take care. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's let's talk to Shelley in Canada, please. Hi. Hi, Shelley. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. 
Um, mine is, I guess it kind of goes off of what the previous caller was talking about with, um, I guess, previous traumatic events, I guess. Um, yeah. But I think what I've been coming up a lot, especially this week, is just a lot of fear. Um, do you know yeah. how to kind of <laughs> deal with that particular emotion? I just, you know, when you're trying to make some changes in your life and you know you've gone through things before and it turned out not so well, it's kind of hard to try again, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so the fear, what type of fear is coming up for you this week? Uh, the fear of working through certain issues, the fear of trying to to start something and, and failing. What what type of fears are you experiencing? Um, I think it's like a few. Uh, like, because I kind of went through a period of life where I was trying to make a lot of changes and then it just kind of didn't happen and things got a lot worse. So I feel like, you know, because now I'm trying to make the changes again, but I'm just kind of afraid it won't happen nicely and also I think I also have a lot of fears just kind of you know I'm single and I kind of want to get back into the dating world but I had a pretty bad relationship mm. with that so that's also coming mm. up I, I feel that that makes sense and I'd like to kind of start with that one uh, do you remember in the last class where, you, uh, where we talked about the imagining that there was a guardian angel wrapping their wings around you while you were walking in the street and when people were looking at you and uh, and and uh, how how that can affect you and make you feel more protected. Were, do you were you in that class? Do you recall what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, I listened. Yeah, I heard that. Part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a. I would do more of that type of work. So this is what okay. I would be doing right now. Let's just focus on that one because I, I feel like that's a that's a big one for you. Um, when when you're listening to if you could listen to the safe, strong, and protected visualization in the morning and imagine that column of light protecting you and a guardian angel wrapping their wings around you. Uh, the, and as, after uh, the visualization is over, keep all that protection around you and imagine, that prote- imagine your day, your, the, the day coming up, uh, and imagine uh, this column of light and this guardian angel with you all day long wherever you go and having a really productive, nice day. And then uh, you, if there's someone in your life that you're interested in, you can imagine having pleasant interactions with them or conversations or just feeling comfortable around people uh, in a, in a dating kind of sense. Uh, just, but, but while you're doing that, have all this protection around you and feel how that protection is keeping you safe and keeping you protected and just imagine positive energy flowing between you and this other person. And even if you don't have another person, you just imagine the feeling of having a really good connection with someone and flowing easy and them really, really treating you right. You feeling really safe and them being respectful and decent and, uh, and it's flowing and progressing in a beautiful way. Um, I would start with that one. And then, and then other fears that come up, I would address it the same way where in the morning, you visualize the day and you visualize whatever the changes that you're going to be making uh, going really, really smoothly with all this love and protection around you. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So that can yeah. even help with, you know, how just, just like people, I don't know, not judging you, but just, you know, noticing changes and commenting. I know that gives me same, yes. some anxiety too. So. Yes. Yeah. So you can, you can also do that. You can use that, uh, that same technique uh, for, for everything that comes up. So what would be a really great practice for you is just to spend uh, a couple of minutes, not even five minutes, two minutes, 
uh, after the safe, strong and protective visualization in the morning, imagining your day, imagining all this protection following you and with you, holding you, hugging you, loving you throughout the day. And whatever the things are happening, if somebody's uh, uh, noticing your changes, you're, you're feeling safe around that. If, if there's a if there's someone that's interested in you, you're feeling safe around that. If there's other changes that are happening, you're feeling safe around that. Just, just noticing that, just feeling that love and protection around you and visualizing it in the morning, just for two minutes uh, as you start each day, day, just visualizing the day and all that love and protection around you. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So, so let's start with that. And then maybe next week, if you want to call back, we can, uh, we can talk and you can let me know how things have progressed. But uh, so it's, it's simple a truly powerful technique for, for working through fearful issues. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Let's talk to Farah in San Francisco. Hi, John. Hi, Farah. So, um, I um, I started eating, actually, I started overeating when I was working full-time and when I was getting my master uh, and I was mm-hmm. going to school full-time. So to be able to stay uh, up during the night, yeah. to be able to do my homework, I, understand. I, yeah. Yeah, so I started binge eating and it, hap- it finished, I finished my master two years ago. But I still have the same habit when I come to work, mm-hmm. specifically the days that I come to work, to the office, I can't, I'm constantly eating. And mm-hmm. there are two issues here. One issue is, for some reason, I, well, right now, as soon as I wake up, I'm drinking hot water with lemon, with um, mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar, as you mentioned. And then the first thing after that I drink is a green juice, like a mm-hmm. cold-pressed green juice. But mm-hmm. I have nausea. I have nausea the entire morning until the moment that I start having some bread or carb, cereal or bread mm-hmm. or something. If I don't have it, I keep having nausea in a really in severe amount that I feel like, oh, my yeah. God, I'm going to throw up right now until the moment yeah. that I eat that piece of bread or cereal. Yeah. So that's one yeah. issue. And then the yeah. other, so maybe that's one issue. So I tell you the second one later. Well, you can tell me the other issue first. Tell me the other issue okay. first. Okay. So the other one is um, they provide food at work for us and yeah. they provide yeah. tons of uh, choices, healthy choices mm-hmm. and unhealthy choices. Like we do have salad bar and also we do have, like pasta bar, for example. Yeah. And every yeah. single day when I go downstairs to grab like breakfast or lunch or even dinner, as soon as I see the salad bar or simple chicken or whatever, again, I get that nauseous feeling. And yeah. so many times I, I, I put it in my plate, I go sit down and I feel I'm going to throw up so I can't eat it. Yeah. I go put it in the trash and I go to the pasta bar and I grab mm. tons of pasta with no protein, yeah. and that's the only thing basically I can I can eat without having yeah. nausea. So yeah. So I the, know okay. What's so, happening. The, so how long has this been going on? Ever since ever since when you were in school, type of thing, or or the the nausea part? How long has that been going on? 
the nausea part has been going on the last three or four months. And what happened in the last three or four months was I injected so much hormone to my body because I was doing egg freezing. So I'm done with it. Uh, I just finished it last last week. So I yeah. I know my hormones are absolutely off. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Um, and then the nausea in the morning that you have, because uh, you said you had a green juice and then you feel nauseous. Do you, if you don't have the green juice, do you feel nauseous? No, no, no. I do feel nauseous, and then I you have. You feel the nauseous green either juice, way. The nauseous feeling. Yeah. yeah, it goes. Yeah, I have it either way. Well, okay, uh, and so the green juice does it make you feel more nauseous, less nauseous, or it doesn't matter? It makes me less nauseous. It the helps. green juice makes you less nauseous. It helps. Okay. Yeah. Then, then, it helps. okay. Then what? I, then what I would like you to do is a couple of things. I would like you to take uh, some green juices with you at work to work, mm-hmm. and and sip on them. And I'd also like, like you to take some day? fermented. Yeah, yeah. During the day, just sip on them during the day. Keep them in okay. the fridge. And then also have at work some sort of fermented veggies like kimchi or sauerkraut. Have you tried that recently? Okay. Do you know how your body reacts to that? I only, I bought one kimchi outside, I mean, from the market, yeah. and it was, yeah. it was good. It helped. It was very good, Great. actually, but I'm not sure if this Great. is a healthy one or not. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost hard to mess up kimchi. You know, it's, it's almost always healthy. Okay. Uh, so, um, okay. yeah, so... Because you have, a, you have some real digestive issues, and mm-hmm. it's going to take some time to work them out. So the kimchi, the green juices are going to help you nourish your body while your body's just craving, you know, dead, lifeless carbs for a while. Uh, the, the green juices will help nourish your body, and the kimchi will help uh, replenish the friendly bacteria. Uh, also, bone broth would be great for you, you know, if you can get some bone broth. Or where are you? Yeah, are you I in, made like, actually bone. Yeah, yeah I made lots of bone broth this weekend, and I brought it to yeah. work. Actually, I have it at work, and actually, yeah. I can't even drink a sip. I feel nauseous. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll ease into that one. So so let's let's revisit that one. Okay. So leave it. Leave that one alone. Okay. We'll revisit that one. But the kimchi, uh, green. I want you to be kind of. Um, Munching on kimchi and sipping on green juices periodically throughout the day. It's going to make a huge, huge difference for you. Uh, if you can take probiotics okay. and digestive enzymes, uh, that would be really great also. But you have, right now mm-hmm. you have a digestive issue that's going to take some time to work out. Uh, and this is the way we can work it out. It, it's going to, it, it might take, let's try this for a week, and maybe we can talk next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you could have some green juices, take a few green juices, and some kimchi with you, and uh, have that throughout the day. Uh, let's let's see how you feel, and let's see if your cravings start to change. If you start to be able to stomach uh, some healthier foods, that would be fabulous. So let's start with that. Absolutely. Okay. You might Thank you might want to so listen to sure. And Farah, mm-hmm. you might want to listen to the digestion visualization. Also, imagine all that powerful white light healing your digestion. Okay, I will do that. So I started today okay. listening to the afternoon one because in the okay. afternoon, yeah. I, my body starts to die, actually. It's really bad. So I started listening to that from today. Yeah. So it felt okay. really good today. Great. 
Great. That's great. That's really good. Probiotics also really important for you right now. We have to heal your digestion. This is a real digestion issue you have, but we can do it doing taking these couple of steps for now. Let's let's see what kind of progress we make over the week. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Sure. Thanks, Farah. Cool. So let's talk to Pat in California, please. Hi, John. I'm curious Hi, about that layer of extra flesh that we get when we lose a lot of weight. Um, the last yeah. time I lost over 50 pounds, I felt like I actually looked worse naked. I looked better in clothing, but I looked worse naked yeah. than I did I when I was heavier. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. first, I think it's it may be interfering with my weight release. And second, I'm, you don't seem yeah. to have that. So what's the secret? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, there, there's a couple of things that I think help. Everybody's different. And, uh, you know, uh, every, I was, when I lost my weight, I was 40 years old. Um, and so I think that how, so age, age plays a part in it. Um, the yeah. rate at which I lost my weight is, you know, more gradual over a two-year period. Uh, that helps. But here's a couple of things that help, that can really help. Uh, do, um any, anything you can do in terms of meditation and mind-body practices to reduce stress mm-hmm. will help tremendously because uh, you, when, when the stress levels go down, your body is able to, re, uh, to produce the, uh, the hormones, the reparative hormones that help tighten your skin. There's one called elastin. And, and when, you're, when you're in a chronic stress state, you're not producing elastin. Uh, so, and usually, typically, when people uh, lose weight through crash dieting or biggest loser type of thing, uh, that is a very stressful experience. And so your body's not producing elastin. So, so mm-hmm. having, doing meditation and mind-body practices, reducing stress, working through emotional issues will help your body produce elastin. Doing a detox will also help your body hormonally to produce the reparative hormones because when you're in a detox, uh, your body is producing reparative hormones such as elastin. So doing doing any kind of detox or cleanse or just having more green juices and more sprouts and more clean foods uh, that help you detoxify your body in a passive kind of way will help a lot. Uh, strength training helps a lot. Not not. Uh, and next week we'll talk about the right way to do uh, exercise and strength training, but you, you don't want to do it. Like you don't want to be in the gym three hours a day, seven days a week. What you want is 10 minutes of the right kind of strength training three times a week. But the strength training helps produce also the reparative hormones. Uh, it, it works really, really well. And then the other one is visualization. Uh, I can't prove it, but I, I did. There was a, while I was losing the weight, I did have a lot more loose skin than I have now. And, and I visualized it all getting sucked up and skin being tight. And I don't know how much that helped. I can't prove that. No one can at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe it helped a lot. So th- those are some of the things that can help tremendously uh, reduce, reduce excess, excess skin. Great. That, that's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, I'm really cool. enjoying this program. Thank you so much. Excellent. M- my pleasure. Look forward to talking soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Cool. So let, let's bring Nadia, if we can, uh, answer some of the questions in the chat roll and also some of the other questions that people have been asking. Hi, John. Hey, Nadia. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. 
just to uh, go off on the last answer that you were giving the caller, um, somebody typed yeah. in the chat roll, KB, she's just wanted you to, wanting to confirm that you didn't get any skin surgery at all during your weight loss? No. No, I did not get surgery. As a matter of fact, when I wrote my book, my publisher I had to go to a doctor and strip down and be examined to make sure <laughs> I was for right. real. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't have any surgery. But you know what? We've got, there's other, I just interviewed uh, Dave Steed, who lost, he lost about 150 pounds five years ago and had a little bit of loose skin, but he's been, you know, working really hard and he looks amazing. He's got a six pack abs like I've never seen. I mean, really amazing. And I just I interviewed him last month. Some of you might have seen it. Uh, we'll post his pictures again, uh, I'm sure, soon. But um, so it is, you know, uh, and I've seen it. I have seen it with other people, but everybody's different. Uh, but I have found in general, th- when you lose weight in a very sustainable, gradual way by reducing stress and healing your body, your, your skin responds much, much better. Right. Great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, John. Um, Susan is wondering about omega-3. She's Uh worried that she's not getting enough omega-3 in her daily diet. Would you recommend taking an omega-3 supplement? And if yes, how much and what should she look for in the supplement? If you could take a couple of grams of krill oil, that's a really good one. Krill oil is good because the the best omega-3s are the DHAs, which are in the fish oils. But fish fish has heavy metals. Uh, and if uh, the smaller the fish is, the less the heavy metals. So krills are really small fish, as we know, it's crustaceans, um, and it's also very high in, any, in antioxidants, which you need to keep the oil healthy. So krill oil is the best bet. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive. Take a couple of grams. It, it will it's, it'll be a great, great thing for you to do. Great. Thanks. Um, Jan sure. is... Uh, Jan is saying that she gets restless leg syndrome. It takes over her yeah. entire body, and it usually happens when she says, when I'm going to sleep. Sometimes it wakes yeah. me up during the night, or it can happen when I'm relaxing in the evening before bedtime. I have used yeah. magnesium to relieve it, but it's not always working. The condition seems to be related to diet or maybe digestion. Do you have any insights into that? It's a complex issue, and uh, there, might, there might be an emotional basis for it also, while there's certainly a, a chemical and physiological basis, I find that there, there's also an emotional basis to, for it, too. Uh, when you say you've used magnesium, I would try uh, an Epsom salt bath also because you're going to absorb even more magnesium. Or put uh, um, magnesium, get a magnesium salt uh, lotion, salt rub and, uh, or lotion and put, and put that on your legs because you'll absorb the magnesium much, much more. If you just take a magnesium supplement, you only absorb a very small amount of it. But uh, if, you, if you apply it to your skin as a lotion, uh, then uh, it, you absorb much, much more. So you might want to try some of those also. Also, eating more, eating more greens uh, and having more green juices because they've got a lot of magnesium. Uh, but the, but it's not the beginning and the end of it isn't just magnesium. Uh, it's also being able to relax emotionally. So maybe an ideal scenario would be taking a warm Epsom salt bath and then do some uh, like a, a stretch. We talk about doing the child's pose stretch often where you get on your hands and knees and touch your forehead to the ground and just sit, just relax and be there for a minute or so. And then do a little bit of meditating or listen to an evening visualization. Uh, that, uh, that might help a lot too. Do you have any thoughts on that, Nadia? 
I like everything you said, especially the reducing, uh, doing the stress reducing activities. Yeah. Um, aside from the magnesium, I think that is the, the biggest thing that affects so much inside of our body is that stress that we're yeah. not coping well with. Yeah, yeah, because that 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 restless leg is a, is a complex syndrome, and, and everybody's always focused on the magnesium thing. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I think it's just well, it's just one part of it. Right, and stress can come from a lot of things that you might not be aware of. Like for example, if you've got Wi-Fi in your home, or you're sitting mm-hmm. in front of your computer for many hours during yeah. the day, or right before bed yeah. watching television, um, all of those things can really uh, wake up the stress in your body. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, okay, so there is another question from um, Barbara, and her question is, I would like to know if there is a way we can find out if we have any traumas that we can't remember and that mm. they are triggering the fat program. Yeah, that's a huge one. You know, the traumas that you can't remember are the most, are the most influential. You know, I remember I was working with a lady for about six or eight months, at least, uh, maybe six months, when even after that, we discovered uh, through the cellular release process that there were incidences in her childhood that she had not remembered. And they were so tra- uh, traumatic that she had dissociated, she'd put them out of her memory. Uh, that's a coping mechanism, it's a survival mechanism, and, uh, and it's a useful one, uh, especially when the trauma is fresh. But when you're older and you're able to to work through it, you want to be able to know those traumas. Um, and uh, so uh, when we did work through it, uh, that's when her weight loss really accelerated and she went on to lose a lot of over a hundred pounds. It was very powerful. So it's a, it is an important thing. And so um, my, the first thing I want to say is if you, if, the, if you're asking that question, there's a really good chance that that's the case. So uh, that's the first thing. Then if uh, if there's parts of your childhood that you just don't remember, uh, you blank, you just don't have a, you know, you just blanked out of it. That's also an indication. Uh, if there's a time in your childhood when you started gaining weight or had health issues or uh, stopped listening at school or uh, any of these things, and you don't know why, but at the same time you don't really remember it, then that's that's a big indication too. Uh, you want to handle those professionally, though, because those are powerful. Those are the ones that that affect you the most. So you want to handle that professionally. Uh, we we use the cellular release team that we have, um, but there are other there are other people that can help you. But the cellular release team will help you put you in a relaxed state and help you go back with your subconscious and in a, and in a expanded awareness state and and help work through those issues or identify those issues. And uh, that, I would suggest that you do that. This, this is something that needs to be done uh, professionally. But, yeah, if you're asking that question, then it is common, and uh, there's a very good chance that that's something that's affecting you. Does that make sense, Nadia? Great. Yeah, yeah. yep, it really does. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's very helpful for her. She's, uh, she's continued to, to write in to the chat role, and, and uh, yeah. you know, she's, she's wondering what, what is needed to be healed. She, she finds it hard to find um, what, what is activating her fat program, wondering if she just has too many fat triggers, too many things. Um, and she's got a lot of stress yeah, well, in her life, lots of jobs, lots of things causing stress on yeah. a daily basis. Well, I would definitely start there. I would 100% start by maybe having a cellular release session and, uh, and looking for what type of, uh, if there's any traumas that, that have been uh, 
disassociated and you're not aware of. That's the first place I would start. Right. Yeah. Great. Yep. Great. Cool. Thanks, John. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, yes. This is another question from Landy. She left it um, on the chat roll before the call started, and it's a little bit long, so I might paraphrase a little bit. It says, um, sure. hi, John. I have just listened to the core lesson number three, and it was great. Thank you so much. There was so much there that spoke to me, but I'm feeling very disappointed in myself and don't feel that I'm doing very good this far. Um, I have really bad PMS, and the last week has been really tough with insatiable hunger. Um, I've read your book and and had did some good things. I made uh, fermented vegetables and was great for a while, but then got sidetracked. Uh, mm-hmm. I got back into it and stuck with it for about six months, but I lost very, very little weight, practically none. I got really bad chest infection and had to, to do a course of antibiotics, and I could not get back on track. Um, mm-hmm. She's lost absolutely zero weight, and she's really, really hard on herself and cannot help but think that maybe she's the one person for whom GM will not work. Hmm. Well, the first thing I want to say is uh, after the antibiotics, uh, that probably threw you off um, from a digestive standpoint uh, tremendously. So uh, you do want to focus on, on healing your digestion after that, after that course of antibiotics, but also it would be great if you could just focus on creating a couple of healthy actions uh, that stay with you, such as as soon as you wake up, just listen to the visualization and, uh, and start to drink more, more healthy liquids. And then for you in particular uh, to, to focus on your digestion right now and to not judge yourself so much, just focus on healing uh, because there's a lot of healing that has to take place. And there may be a lot of healing that's going on in the inside, that you're not aware of. And sometimes it can take time to have that healing manifest as weight loss and health and vitality. So you need to be really, really, you need to be a little bit more patient with yourself and a little bit more gentle with yourself uh, and not judge yourself so much. And instead just focus on healing, focus on health. Uh, When you're about to eat a meal, think and think, ask yourself, is there something here that's going to heal me? Is, Is there anything here that will help? heal my digestion, detoxify my body, nourish my body. Uh, are there, are there, give me energy, real energy, not, not, you know, fake junk food energy. Are there any of those things that are here in, in this meal? Uh, ask that question with the focus on being health and healing because sustainable weight loss always comes as a consequence of healing, real healing. So stay focused on that. So uh, a little bit and do uh, just take a couple of action steps to uh, to heal your digestion a little bit. Have some probiotics and digestive enzymes and, and fermented foods when you can. Uh, and uh, and just focus on one or two actions. The whole reason why we did this uh, new you in the new year is so that you can create healthy actions that can last you a lifetime. So if you could just do one or two things, for example, if you just did nothing else but listen to visualization every morning, it will kick in eventually. It may not happen overnight, but it'll build. You'll start to feel better. You'll start to feel calmer. You'll have less stress. You'll be more present. You'll make better choices. You'll be guided to the right people that can heal you, the right foods, the right articles. So just one or two things that, can be, that you can make consistent right now without judging yourself, without grading yourself, but just do those, but just making them a habit, then they will, over time, they will kick in and, uh, and everything will fall into place. 
But I think that the place where you're, you're maybe getting into trouble is, uh, again, judging yourself, grading yourself, and then being going on and off uh, because you're doing well, and then you're not doing well, then you stop, then you start. Just one or two things. Just If you could just listen to a visualization every morning and do nothing else, uh, it will build on itself. It will kick in, and all the other good habits will come into place. But just something consistent uh, that, that you can create as a habit and and keep and then just keep the focus on health. If you could just do that for a little while, uh, we can we can talk again. Also, you know, when we have our one-on-one call, we can talk again, and uh, and by then you're going to be in a place where a lot of things will have built on that just that one habit. So use that one habit of listening to a visualization first thing in the morning as a foundation, and other thing other habits will start to build on it. And then when we do talk, uh, we can we can make it all come together. Okay. Thanks, John. I think that's real, a really helpful answer for many people right now. Thank you. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Great. Uh, the next question comes from Michelle. She says, hi, John. I am mm-hmm. in constant pain, and it is having a great deal of impact on my emotional and mental state at the moment. I feel overwhelmed. I have not eaten sugar for about six weeks. Sugar cravings are diminishing, but I haven't yet added salads, etc. I just need some encouragement at the moment. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Okay, I'd, lo- I'd love to, if we could communicate somehow with a little bit more detail, I'd love to know what you're talking about uh, in terms of the pain. What, what, did, what does that mean? Uh, where's that coming from? So I can't, I, until I know that, I, I can't really speak to that one uh, until I know a little bit more about what you're talking about, about the pain. Um, but as far as the sugar, it's great that you're, that you're doing things uh, that you know are really, that are really good for you and addressing it, but it will be so much easier for you to give up the foods that you know are problematic by first adding the foods that are really nourishing your body because your body's one of the reasons why your body craves sugar is because you're not getting enough nourishment. Uh, So there's two reasons why we eat. One is for calories and the others are for specific nutrients. Uh, If you're not getting the specific nutrients, your body's just going to stay hungry. It's so much easier if you can nourish your body too. So I would just, uh, that's the one thing I can speak to in that statement or question right now is about the uh, the giving up sugar that you do and not uh, adding salads. Do something to nourish your body. Uh, that's that's going to make it so much easier. Great, thanks, John. Cool. Yep. Um, okay, Francesca is wondering: Does the body hold weight in particular areas due to emotions or hormones? And she's also wondering: When you talk about uh, coaching clients, are you referring to the ultimate coaching or the total transformation coaching? Okay. So the, the, the answer to the first question is yes, the body does hold weight in different areas, depending on different hormonal situations. When you're in a, a chronic stress state and you have an elevated cortisol level, uh, you are going to hold more weight in your midsection. Uh, if you've got uh, estrogen dominance and elevated estrogen levels, you're going to, you're going to hold weight in your hips and thighs. Uh, so that, so yeah, but either way, everything that we do is focused on hormonal healing anyway. I mean, we, uh, and hormonal healing, the right way to heal hormones is to heal your, your body on a cellular level because there's two components to a hormone. A hormone is a message uh, that connects with a cell, but the cell has to receive the message. So you want your cells to be as healthy as possible. And through nourishing your body and all the different steps that we do, your cells become very receptive to hormonal signaling. And that's where real healing takes place. So we're healing at a cellular level, and all of those things, whether it's estrogen dominance or, or elevated cortisol levels, will go away uh, by, by healing at a cellular level. 
that's just uh, one thing. And then, and then the answer to your question is, yes, so the Ultimate Coaching Experience is a coaching program where I have, my, I have office hours four times a week where you can just call in and talk. We should have a quick chat of what's going on. You can call as often as you want. Uh, that's part of the Ultimate Coaching Experience. The Total Transformation Coaching Experience uh, is where you're working with a coach one-on-one uh, twice, twice a month for 30 minutes, uh, and uh, that coach helps walk you through the process and hold your hand. And whatever step you're in, whatever you need right then, they're going to help take you to the next level. Uh, those are both in, on our website. If you go to thegabrielmethod.com the and go under coaching, you'll see the total transformation coaching experience, the ultimate coaching experience. Uh, they're there, or you can email a customer service, and they can help you with that. Okay? Great. Cool. Yep, thanks. Um, sure. Uh, Barbara is wondering uh, if you could give your opinion on the good or the bad regarding tuna fish and also mm-hmm. frozen veggies versus uh, uh, canned veggies versus frozen veggies uh-huh. and or rehydrating sure. beans yourself. Rehydrate. Okay. Uh, all really good questions. So, so tuna fish, yeah. Tuna fish is great. Uh, you except that it's high in metals, you know, heavy metals, unfortunately, and that's just the world we live in. Uh, the larger the fish is, the more metals they accumulate. So that, that's a bit of a problem. But other than that, tuna fish is really, really great. Uh, it's usually wild caught. Uh, so especially that's especially good because you don't want farmed fish. Uh, you don't want it in safflower oil or vegetable oil uh, because those are really lousy oils. So you, you want it in butter. I'm sorry, you want it in, um, in water. And, uh, and then just add whatever healthy fats you want when you're, when you're making a tuna. So, so tuna is really good. Uh, frozen veggies are better than canned veggies. Uh, it's, it's also better if they're organic. And, uh, and rehydrating beans is not something I do too often. Bean, those type of beans are very star- – beans in general are very starchy. Uh, I like to eat my beans as bean sprouts, such as chickpea sprouts, mung bean sprouts, lentil sprouts. The starch is gone. They're very digestible. They're full of proteins. They're full of life force vitality. Super, super healthy. And you can eat them like sometimes I'll have a cupful of mung bean sprouts on a salad. And so much protein, so much life force vitality. Is it, uh, it's bioactive. There's uh, enzymes in there and healthy, friendly bacteria. It's very digestible. There's no starch. So you might want to uh, tend toward, shift toward that. Uh, when you're when you're having beans, I don't do I don't, but I don't do much with rehydrating beans. Are you do you do that at all, Nadia? I I don't. I rarely do. The only time I do on very rare occasions is garbanzo beans, and I'll mm-hmm. soak those overnight to make and it hummus. Work yeah. with them, but it, yeah, but it's it's yeah. rarely. And when I even when I do that, I I keep my intake of it in in smaller amounts. I find if I eat too much of that, it's my digestion's not so happy. Right, right. That's what I find also. And, and the starch also. The starch in beans makes it difficult to, to lose weight. They are starchy unless you sprout them. When you sprout them, the starch goes away because the actual, the, the actual act of sprouting, when, they grow the, when it grows the shoot, it, it, uses this, it uses the starch's energy to grow it. And, uh, and that's kind of cool. So you're left with something really healthy. Right, right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so KB okay. is wondering... What do you do when, uh, when around large crowds of people with the flu going around? I'm going on a convention on the bus for several yeah. hours with young kids. What do you suggest yeah. to stay healthy, to take, to drink? Yeah, so, so uh, probiotics and digestive enzymes are really, really great. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the healthier your digestion is, the healthier your immune system is. So all the, all the eating recommendations we make will help make your immune system very, very healthy. Uh, there is something that's really powerful for this particular flu that's going around right now, and that is uh, or oregano oil. Uh, oregano oil is something that, that just kills it. This flu hates oregano oil, and it, oregano oil is one of the toughest things to take and from a taste perspective. It's just really uh, untasty, isn't it? like, is to put it mildly. But it's an essential oil, uh, and you can just put, if you put three drops in your water, you'll taste it. I mean, you'll feel it, but you drink that while you're on the bus, and that, that flu will go nowhere near you. It just kills it. I, I, had, I had that this year, and I never, ever get uh, these type of things. I did have it, and once, once I started taking oregano oil just killed it. And then uh, another friend of mine had it and I mentioned it, it just killed it. So it's a really good one. So carry it with you, take a, put a couple drops in your water and uh, you should be good. Great, great idea. And so easy to travel with a little bottle of oregano oil. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Easy to travel with, not so easy to to take. (laughs) Right. It's it's really tough to take. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, um, I don't know if this helps, but what I did uh, recently with the oregano oil is I took some uh, lemon juice and put it in a tiny little oh. shot glass, put one drop of oregano oil in the shot glass, filled it up with just a little bit of water, and then I just shot that back. And then I uh, was able to drink a glass of water after, and I didn't have to taste it so much. So wait, the lemon juice was in that shot? Yeah, so just a little bit of right. lemon juice, not yeah. very much. It's a tiny bit of lemon juice in a yeah. shot glass. Then I put the drop of oil yeah. and put a little bit of water in there, and then that was just a yeah. little shot of liquid that I shot yeah. back, and then I followed that with a glass of water, and it, I found it a yeah, little bit cool. easier to take. Away. Okay. And then I guess the other thing is if you just carry the little bottle of oregano oil and just touch it to your tongue, it's really strong um, while you're on the bus, for example. Just take a drop or two in your tongue. It's really, really strong but it, it does protect you. Yeah. Great. Cool. Uh, okay, so uh, the next question is from Florence. She says, I often crave cheese. Do you have any ideas as to what nutrient my body might be trying to get more of? Yeah, you know, your body's probably craving, one of the things your body's craving is more friendly bacteria, which cheese typically has, but it doesn't have it if it's pasteurized. Uh, and uh, so rather than, than necessarily say, okay, my body's craving something else. Uh, what is, um, and then try to look for and cut out the cheese. Um, look for raw cheese. And Whole Foods, for example, now has raw, raw grass-fed cheese. So it's the cows are grass-fed, uh, which means it's got very healthy fats, and uh, and they're organic and it's raw. And uh, I eat that all the time. And it, there's a world of difference between the way it tastes in your body and how you, how it feels in your stomach than regular cheese. So look for raw cheese. It's out there. And European cheeses are sometimes raw cheese. And, uh, and then you've got something really, really healthy because it's got friendly bacteria. So it's fermenting. It's, uh, it, and, that is, and that is really, really healthy. Uh, the other thing I find that, uh, that, that satisfies that is nutritional yeast. Uh, sprinkled out on your salads or other cold things. And it, it does have a cheesy taste to it. And it also has friendly bacteria. Uh, that will that will do the job too. Do you have any any thoughts on that, Nadia? Um, aside from those things, there's also some really nice cheeses coming out now made from nuts and seeds, and yeah. they are making them in a, using the traditional cheese making method. So they are fermented yeah. and they have uh, probiotic cultures in them, and they have that nice cheese taste. 
and text her. And where where can we get those? I have seen, um, I saw one at Whole Foods, and then I just got a notice uh-huh. on my Facebook feed that Whole Foods is starting to bring in more of these artisan-type cheeses. Yeah. I've also seen them at my farmer's market. So there's some really small mm-hmm. companies that are starting to make them. So yeah. you can look for local companies in your area. And then you can also experiment with making it yourself. I've done a few myself using um, cashew nuts and peely nuts, which came out really nice. Cashew nuts. And what was the other thing? Peely nuts. Peely nuts are, um, they're also called Java almonds. Um, they're, oh. They look like almonds, but they're very, very creamy. They have an extremely high oil content, which makes them really mm. nice for making cheeses because they, they nice. set up really nicely. Yeah. And what do you, what do you use to, to create the fermenting process? I use a, a, a culture of some sort. So I've used different things. Sometimes yeah. I'll use a probiotic so, capsule that I'll open up and I'll, I'll stir uh-huh. that into the mixture. Other times uh-huh. I've used more of a liquid culture, so a, a, a little bit of a keeper that's already made, and I'll add that uh-huh. to the cheese mixture that I blend up. And then I just let it sit nice. out for a while, for a day or two, yeah. and then put it in the fridge. Very cool. All right. Excellent. Cool. So going, any, going any other along, questions along those yeah, same yeah, there, there's yeah, uh, right. several more questions. Along those same lines okay. of um, dairy, uh, Susan yeah. is saying that she's been eating plain organic Greek yogurt with raw organic yeah. honey. I like to eat yogurt every day, but can't, she can't find the non-pasteurized, non-cow's yeah. milk yogurt. She's even looked at Whole Foods. Uh, do you have any suggestions? And she's wondering, is the organic yogurt that bad for me? So, so Whole Foods definitely has... Or, um, uh, well, they don't have pasteurized, uh, non-pasteurized yogurt. That's true. But what they do have is goat and sheep yogurt, uh, goat and sheep kefir, which is much, much easier on the digestion. So I would, I would uh, suggest, uh, suggest that you play around with that. They even have the, the goat kefir. Uh, they even have that. I've seen that at Food Lion. We're, 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 I'm in Virginia at the moment. I just happen to notice that they had it at Food Lion also. So that, that would be good. And, and when you say, is it that bad? No, especially if it's organic and if it's grass fed, it's, it's certainly much better. And, orga- and, uh, and Whole Foods definitely has organic grass fed uh, yogurt. So that would be a, a notch up. And, you know, we do what we can do. Uh, but these couple of uh, changes that you make w- would make a big difference if you can get that. And then uh, um, and the best scenario really is if you can, if you have access to raw, to raw milk and you make it, and you make your own yogurt, that's really as good as it gets. But other than that, these couple of other suggestions, if, it, if it's, if you can look for the grass fed organic yogurt in uh, at Whole Foods or the goat kefir, try that. It has a really nice taste to it. Um, we, we drink it all the time. Uh, that would make a, that would make a difference. Great. Um, cool. Pam, Pam says, um, she, she says, my mind keeps going back and forth to that this is a diet and how much I need to lose weight. How do I keep yeah. that out of my head and just concentrate on getting healthy? The word diet is especially heavy yeah. and stressful for her. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It is for you and for many, many others and for me when I was going through this. So I really understand that. And that's why I say focus on healing. Focus on adding really healthy foods for the sake of healing. Uh, if you could just do that for a little while, it's really paradoxical. The more you do that, the easier the weight loss gets when you're not focusing on it. Uh, but just focus on the healing. 
uh, when you're a- eating a meal, ask yourself, how can I nourish myself? How can I, how can I get more nourishment? Uh, is there things here that can heal my digestion, heal, detoxify my body, nourish my body for the sake of healing? Uh, and then, the, uh, you know, don't look at it from a restrictive point of view, because as soon as you do that, you know, that, then it becomes a diet and it becomes very uh, challenging because of all the associations we have, unfortunately, uh, and we all have them. So just focus on, on the healing because the more you do that, you're not, the less you're going to crave the other foods. It's just that simple. Uh, we just don't do that because we're so focused on the restrictive side of things that, and the counting of calories that we don't really think about nourishing ourselves. Uh, but the more you do that, the less you're going to crave the other food. Give your, and it's going to build on itself because the healthier you get, the less those food, you'll be attracted to those foods. And that's something you know I, I've lived through. Nadia, I know, Nadia, you've lived through. And you get to this place where you, you just can't eat the bad food anymore. You can start craving the healthier foods. So keep that focus on, on nourishing, healing at every level, really, because that's really what we're doing is we're, we're healing at every level. So keep the focus on healing for a little while and notice as things start to change, your cravings change, your energy levels change, uh, and, uh, and the amount of food that you want changes and, and, and your clothes start getting looser. All these things start to happen when you focus on healing. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks, John. Sure. Um, you were talking sure. about, uh, you were answering the question earlier and talking about tuna, and two people have uh, mm. wrote in and they're just wanting to confirm, is canned tuna okay to use? Yeah, yeah, canned can tuna is okay. Uh, it's obviously better if it's not canned, but uh, you know we, we're living in a world we do the best we can, so it's not it's not the end of the world. Great. And um, cool. Ellen was wondering about the oregano oil. She says I use oregano yeah. oil capsules from my health food store to fight parasites yeah, that'll and viruses. Work too. Is this different? Yeah, that, okay, that, good. She was no, just wondering that should if that's work too. You were good. Yeah, good, good call. Yeah, exactly. You can have it. Uh, you can get them as as capsules. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that's what I would do for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about the taste. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rachel says, as long as I don't eat breakfast, I don't have cravings. As soon as I start to yeah. eat even greens, proteins, and healthy fats, I can't stop eating yeah. until I'm stuffed filled. And I end up yeah. eating sweets, and only then can I stop. Yeah, well, don't don't eat breakfast then. You know, you know, breakfast is. Uh, I know we talk about talk about eating in the beginning. It's good to eat a healthy breakfast uh, to keep your blood sugar stable. But at a certain point, it's good to shift to uh, where you're eating. You know, maybe you're eating you eat your first meal. You eat like from eleven to six or something like that. Your first meal at eleven, your last meal at six. That's a, actually a healthier way to eat. Um, once you've started to stabilize your blood sugar a little bit. So certainly if you're not craving breakfast and, it, and don't eat it, especially if it's causing you these problems. So, so leave it alone. Uh, but do what you do when you are hungry later in the day or in the mid morning or whenever it is, uh, make sure you have some healthy foods there and, and, and let me know how that works. Uh, when you're eating those foods, are you still having that same thing where you just keep eating and eating and craving treats and stuffing yourself or does it feel more, more balanced? Great. Um, Manuela is wondering about um, hiatus hernia. She says, do you have any advice for people with hiatus hernia? The apple cider vinegar and lemon water makes her heartburn worse. She's taking some slippery elm powder, but mostly still need to take meds, and and she thinks it's caused by stress. Yeah. So yeah, f- yeah. For for you, if you have a hiatal hernia, then you do, yeah, you do not want to be drinking 
uh, apple cider vinegar or lemon water, just regular water or some tea, slippery elm tea is really good, uh, um, certainly. And, uh, and, but you do want to be, when you're, eat, when you're eating, having digestive enzymes, but not ones necessarily with uh, HCL or betaine or any type of other acids, but it would be great for you to have a digestive enzyme with your meal, just a generic di- digestive enzyme that doesn't have acid in it. Would would be really really good for you, and yeah, uh, stress can can exacerbate the whole problem. So you also want to be focused on stress reduction techniques, especially the type that we talked about this week. Right, great. Um, yeah. John, do you cool. know? Uh, Pam is wondering. Are do you know of any foods that help with migraine headaches? Uh, you know, migraine, I used to get really bad migraine headaches when I was a kid and I was able to help heal them through visualization. And so I'd rather mention, I do know that there's foods that can make migraines worse, uh, such as dairy and wheat and, and most processed foods will make your migraine headaches worse or even bring, bring about migraine headaches because they're inflammatory and, the, and they can cause it. the inflammation can then uh, lead to the headaches. Uh, so, and then things that are cleaner, like salads and fruits and vegetables, will will help heal that. But it's not just about uh, um, it's it's not it's not just about food. So for me, I was able to help uh, get rid of my uh, migraines through visualization. So the, there's a couple of things that I'd invite you to try. So before you're getting your migraine, you usually get some blurry spots on on the side of your head that you're getting the migraine. So when you get the blurry spots, uh, if you touch your, uh, if you touch like your thumb and your finger about to uh, your eyebrow area, the bone just uh, um, behind your eyebrow where that blurriness is high. And just imagine that blurriness going into your thumb and fingers. Just try to push it into your thumb and fingers and then just kind of flick it away. Uh, it, it may sound ridiculous, but it's, it's been working for me for 40 years now, uh, and really good. And I used to get migraine headaches that were so horrible that no kind of pain medicines could help it. So that's one. Another one is you can just you know lie down, relax your body, and uh, whatever side your the migraine is on, like when you're getting the blurriness, if it's on the right side, for example, just lie down and imagine all that blurriness and all that headache going down out of from your right side of your head. Uh, into your right arm and into your hand and then just being absor- absorbed into the bed. Just by, just relax, deep breaths, and do that, and that helps too. Uh, so in these different ways, you can actually use visualization, and, uh, and, it's, and it can be really, really effective. So I'd invite you to, I'd invite you to try those. But as far as eating, uh, the more healthy, the, the, mo- the more you're flushing your body with, with healthy liquids and eating healthier foods like salads and, and, and veggies, uh, that's going to help a lot. Okay. Let's okay, take uh, let's take one one other call, uh, one other question, if we can, and then uh, whatever we don't answer, we'll continue to answer in the you know in the, in the uh, su- support group, uh, you know, Facebook in the NYNY Facebook area, and also in the members area. Okay, sure. So um, there's a cool. couple questions that you might have quick answers to. Um, there's yeah. about uh, food, so um, I'll ask uh-huh. them all together. Um, Susan wants to know what you think about drinking seltzer water. Margaret is wondering what you think about yeah. V8 juice. Um, yeah. Heather is wondering, is veganase uh, actually healthy replacement for mayo? 
And one yeah. last one, Michelle is wondering, are dill pickle, pickles classed as a fermented vegetable? Yeah, so I, I, let, let me ask you the first one, what your opinion is, because I, I was wondering the same thing, Nadia. Just the, you know, just the dill pickles that you buy in the fridge, uh, they're just salt like that. Would you classify them as a fermented food? Do you think that, I mean, I don't think they yeah, pasteurize them. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they are traditionally made. So when I buy the dill pickles, you're looking for them. Typically, they're in a health-oriented grocery store, and they're in the refrigerated section. And you want to read the ingredients, make sure that it is only uh, salt or water, maybe some uh, spices, natural whole spices that they've added in. But the ones that you find in a typical grocery store down the condiment aisle, I don't think those – I don't classify those as a fermented vegetable because I believe those are pasteurized. A lot of them have color dyes and chemical additives in them. And I don't believe that there's any friendly bacteria in those ones. So I just look at the the same made ones in the refrigerated section. That's probably, yeah. And that's probably the same for sauerkraut. You know, when you find sauerkraut, that's not refrigerated. It's likely that that it's just been pasteurized and, uh, and uh, doesn't have any friendly bacteria. Vegan, vegan I would not consider uh, healthy. Uh, it's got soy and vegetable oils, which cause a lot of problems when it comes to weight and, and digestion. Uh, what I would look for is a, a, regular, a, a regular mayonnaise that, is, you know, that uses egg, as long as you're, you eat eggs. I, I, would, I would rather you find one, and I've seen them in health food stores and whole foods, uh, that are made with avocado oil. So if you can find them with avocado oil and egg, that's a health, That's really healthy. So look for that. Some of them trick you though. I just want to point out, like I found one that was that what that was in one of those kind of squeezy bottles that that had a really weird color that said it was avocado oil, but it was just a small amount of avocado oil. It's like they do this thing where they say omega three white bread, you know, where you look at it and it's got some DHAs from fish oil in the white bread, which have been destroyed and actually make it even worse than the regular white bread. It's kind of, it's deceptive. So make sure you read the ingredients and does not have vegetable oils in it. Uh, then it's he- then it's really healthy, really, really healthy. As long as it doesn't have sh- too much sugar either or sugar. So egg, uh, the main ingredients are eggs and avocado oil. You got something really healthy. Uh, back me up on what, what were the other questions, the food questions? The other two things were, what are your thoughts on seltzer water and what are your thoughts on V8 juice? Yeah, so I love seltzer water. Uh, I I like to have it also with with lemon or apple cider vinegar, cold. Uh, I I do think it's healthy if it's – the best is if it's mineral water in glass. So naturally occurring mineral water, sparkling mineral water in glass, really, really healthy drink. Uh, I love it. And uh, I like it. I, I like it. Like I said, with a little bit of lemon or apple cider vinegar. V8 juice a million times better if it's in glass than in, if it's in a can. Uh, so you or plastic. So you want it. You want it in glass. And uh, and it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not the worst. It's not bad. I wouldn't put it in the same category as a green juice, a freshly squeezed green juice, or cold pressed green juice. It's not in the same category. But uh, it's not. It's certainly much better than a fruit juice, for example. And uh, and if you can get it in glass, not plastic or can, then it is much better because the uh, acids, especially from the tomato, will leach uh, the toxins from the plastic in the can. Yeah. Great. Yep. Thank you, John. Cool. 
All right, awesome. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about the right and the wrong way to do exercise. At this point, uh, you're at a place where you're addressing a lot of the physical issues that are causing your body to hold on to weight. Uh, we want to we want to use exercise as a tool for getting your body to want to be thin, not not as a calorie burning tool. Uh, and there's a difference to that. You don't have to do it a lot. Uh, you don't have to do it every day. Just a couple of days a week for a couple of minutes will have the right hormonal effect, doing it just the right way to really take things to the next level. So that's that's coming up next week. In the me- in the meantime, any questions you have? I know we get a lot of questions. People are. Uh, uh, going to the store and checking out digestive enzymes and sending pictures or pictures of super greens or foods that they ate. It's great that you're reaching out this way. I love that. Uh, Keep doing it. We're here whenever you need us and uh, we'll keep going. So in the meantime, have a great weekend and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks. Thanks everyone. Thanks Nadia, Jerry, Amir, and uh, Aaron and everybody that's helping out and uh, talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.